0: Rush is back. Final hour. Teddy Lehman here. Tyler McComas hanging out in studio today. Air Comfort Solutions text line 651-3439. Law offices, Rob Poulsen, Oklahoma Tax Resolution line 329-9000. OU Men's Hoops gets the easy victory over West Virginia. Um, No real drama in that one.
1: Jordan Goldwire ruins what would have been a great moment.
0: Yep. It was... Ruined or runt, uh, depending on where you're from uh, in the country. But
1: yeah, I uh, that was a big disappointment. Were you sitting there with 45 seconds left, saying, "Oh yeah, they're finally, I'm finally gonna get it right on the nose"? Of course, I was. Yeah, so as was everyone else. I got know. tweets all night long about people mad at Goldwire for shooting that
0: tweets screenshots of the uh scoreboard
1: yeah yeah people were taking pictures of the scoreboard when it happened like it was like (laughs) some monumental moment that's so great which please let that continue to happen i love that so much
0: if we've done nothing else with this radio show we have really brought down the level of maturity in the Sooner fan base, brought and that's down, really our goal.
1: Brought down the maturity, but really raised the level of the final forty-five seconds of an OU basketball game.
0: Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> matter if we're in it. It doesn't of matter
1: that you're not watching for the <laughs> for the result anymore.
0: Fantastic. Hey, I was looking. You know, combine is coming up. Uh, Perrion Winfrey had a great Senior Bowl. Probably, it, well, not probably. He's the he's the highest rated draft pick that we've got, uh, coming out. And I just saw this and I don't, this is a USA did today had this one on there, but they've got him as number 60, uh, to Tampa Bay, which is kind of in line with about where I'm thinking he's going to go. I, I think he's a, a second half of the second round type of player. Um, now that doesn't mean that and that's just a draft pick. That doesn't I'm not in any way trying to make any statement on what he's going to do in the NFL. I just kind of think that's that's going to be the range of where he is because one of the problems this year is there are a ton of really really good polished defensive players ahead of him.
1: I'm curious, and, and text line, you can help us out on this one, Air Conference Solutions text line, 651 34 When it comes to guys that played their last year at OU last year, and they didn't transfer, they're in the NFL draft, Perion Winfrey, Nick Benito, Isaiah Thomas, DTY. How are they looked at? How are they remembered by OU fans? Is there a sympathetic feel towards those guys saying, oh, man, you really got did dirty in your final year at OU? Maybe. And, like, Perion Winfrey's probably going to be a second-round pick. I mean, that's that's a pretty good spot to be in. But is there going to be a thought of, yeah, I'm really rooting for those guys because it was pretty crummy, the situation that they were dealt their final year at OU? You get what I'm asking there? Yeah.
0: I don't know. I, I don't think they're – I think it's going to be somewhat neutral – Compared to, I, like, you know, any other year with OU guys going to the NFL, I don't think that this crop of guys is going to be uh, more loved. I don't think they're going to be more hated. I think it's just going to kind of be the same. I do hear what you're saying, though. I feel like, I feel like Perry on Winfrey, you know, made more ground with the fan base after the season was over he than was he did the, during the he season. He was the
1: outspoken one, for sure. Everyone really got, I think, annoyed might be the best word with Perion Winfrey during the season. It's like, dude, we know that you can be dominant. We know that you can be dominant. When are you going to make the decision to turn on the motor and be dominant? Um, and then the season ends and he's talking smack on Shoe. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's kind of got – a lot of people saying that he was playing out of position. So if there's one guy that a lot of people are going to, you know, maybe root for because of the situation last year, it's probably him.
0: Yeah. Yep. No doubt. No doubt about it. Um, Yeah. I don't, I don't know.
1: I I feel like even Sean says, I just want their check to clear when they donate. Fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough.
0: That's right. I, I feel like almost always there's a, there's a pretty decent following with Sooner fans with the guys that go to the NFL, right? I mean, has anyone ever been...
1: Um, the more likable that you are, obviously, the better. Uh, Gerald McCoy, uh, very likable. Baker Mayfield, very likable with his fan base. Um, Sterling Shepard got a ton of support early on, extremely likable. So, if you can be one of those dudes, you, the these fans will be in your corner.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, We've had plenty of likable guys, and that's fine. I don't have anything to say about being likable or not being likable. I just want guys that want to win at all cost. That you know, I, that's personalities are going to come out, and that's fine. But I want dudes that, whenever we look back on them, it's like that guy I wore it on the sleeve. And played his ass off every single weekend.
1: Well, if a team takes on the personality of the head coach, that old saying, "I'm," um, that's probably going to happen at some point. Now, whether well, okay, whether well, what's the enough, point? Whether that's good enough to win a national championship or not, I don't know. But I would, if that's what you're wanting, I think you hired the right coach to to do that.
0: Well, how long are you going to extend the timeline on the national championship?
1: Uh, three years, three, three years, maybe three and a half. I'll get back to you later. I think, you know,
0: there's got to be – you kind of reach a point of diminishing return. What year was this for for Kirby Smart? Four?
1: So his second year was the Rose Bowl, so do the math on that. 16 was his first then? Yeah. Six years? Yeah. This will
0: be his sixth coming up. He just finished his fifth. Is that right? 16,
1: I believe, was his first year. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Yeah.
0: Yeah. that's a lot. Five is about your window.
1: Dab- Dabo won a championship after his fifth season, right? I think, the, I think he Close. did.
0: Well, I th- he was there longer. What was his first year? 16? It's
1: Dabo's first year? 16? No, 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 no they, Championship. Yeah, they won the 16 and 18s when they won a title. So
0: 16. I thought he was there several years before Venables went down there.
1: Well, he was on the st- he was on the staff at Clemson. I'm he talking wasn't about. Being, the head coach? I'm talking about. No, no, he wasn't always the head coach there. Yeah, he I was like wide receivers coach. I think when he got promoted.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure how long it was, but you you kind of get you need to make something happen within your first full cycle of recruits. Yep. And if you don't, I feel like you kind of you you definitely lose your momentum but you you kind of also lose your message i is it really what you're doing is it really working like we're good but can we win a championship and a th- you just kind of lose that momentum i i was going to say 3 is is about the sweet spot but i'll say 5 like giving your your first recruiting class in I don't know. Would Venables, would you give him this? Would you count this as his first recruiting class? Is that fair? The or way not? they
1: closed, I mean, yeah. 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 yeah so, I mean, it was, dude, if it was the number 30, if it was number 32 class, maybe not. It's the number eight class. So, yeah, I think you got to.
0: So, it's a national championship by the 26th season or burst. That's what we're saying.
1: Dabo was the interim head coach in two thousand eight. Man, so yeah, it was over five years.
0: Yeah. So nine was his first. Two thousand nine so was two
1: thousand nine was his first year as the full time head coach. Yeah. Seven years.
0: Yeah. I I think you typically, but it's rare.
1: But it's rare. I mean, Bob won it early. Saban won it early. Uh, Urban Meyer won his. I think both of them at. Uh, Ohio State and Florida early. Jimbo won his Jimbo's first year was 2010. He won his title in 13. So Dabo is Dabo's really kind of the outlier in in that.
0: How long was uh, Saban at Louisiana State before he won it?
1: Saban. So he got there I think in 2001. They had a good year. I think four years is yeah. how long it took. Three or four years.
0: Yeah, you you kind of got to be in that window. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lincoln Riley knows as much because he was out of the window and he's moved on. He's going to start it over.
1: Yeah, well, right. Uh, go ahead and give him ten years to try to win a title. I don't, I don't think it's getting, even going to happen in that time frame. Well, you, you may be right. Who knows? ESPN says we need to watch for everything when it comes to spring practice for the Sooners, which I was making the joke to Parker earlier. I read that. Storylines for every top 25 team. And normally I don't have to scroll down very far to find OU, but right. I just scroll down all the way to 17. I saw Houston at 13 and Wake Forest at 14. I was like, my Idiots. God, really? Are we serious here? 17, keep an eye on everything. Um, is wow. Dylan Gabriel the answer at quarterback? Can the offensive line come together to buy Gabriel time? Can uh, Will the defense add some bite that was lacking? So, most other teams have learning a new defense. Who will take over on the back line? A revamped offensive line. Not OU. you got to watch everything, I guess.
0: I'm, you know what? This article, and you're, I'm watching you scroll here on the screen. This is such a piece of trash article. Keep an eye on everything. They don't even say anything about Oklahoma. They, well, they what's going to happen? Uh, Dylan Gabriel's the quarterback. Caleb Williams went with Lincoln Riley to USC. Spencer Radler's gone. That, that's nothing.
1: Yeah, half the article was about guys that aren't even here anymore. This is what that's pisses a, me off. That's a, that was a space filler of a paragraph, if I've ever seen it, man. It, it, that was so general. Just a very, yeah. the most general outline whatsoever. I mean, at least tell me, like the offensive liners. I, I, I don't know.
0: Do it, do it, twenty five days consecutively, and actually go in and pick out something from each team
1: that is real. Like this is. Well, nothing. I think they did that. I think they did that with every other team except OU. I, I man, like that, o, OSU was at number nine. Can the offense improve? And so there's, you know, Spencer Sanders showed flashes of brilliance along with play. I mean, it's not the most, you know, it's not the deepest dive that you've ever read before, but there's at least like one area. Can they show improvement?
0: I, I mean, I could write that article for all of these 25 teams and I don't know anything about any As of them.
1: As could a fifth grader. It's not that tough.
0: That's what I'm saying. It's like, you're not, uh, this is just crap. It's total crap. of the national articles that are written about college football are total trash. If it has anything to do with an actual team, it's trash. They may have some inside information on conference alignment or how the college football playoff vote went, but everything else is, they got us all fooled. Let's go to ESPN College Football site and see what they've got up. Oh, here's the top 25. Let's see who needs to make some improvements in some different spots. Let's let's dig into this a little they, bit. They
1: used to have a, a pretty good, a much better website, I should say. But uh, not so much now. It's been a uh, cost-cutting ordeal over there, it seems like.
0: I think 247 Sports uh, does it the best. I'm not saying their articles are any good. I'm just saying... They don't write any articles. All they do is like, quote the other article from another site and put the link on, it's on there. That's beautiful, really all you it? need to do. It's great,
1: Couch USC, uh, how will the Trojans address the trenches? Uh, I guess the USC defense was 88th last year.
0: Hey, that may have been higher than us.
1: <laughs> it may have been higher than uh, when that, that staff took over here defensively. No, yeah. no, that that's not. No, we
0: were like 120. Yeah. Out of 130. That whatever. was when
1: Grinch when Grinch stepped in. Yes.
0: Um Yeah, how are they going to do in the trenches? Great. And then there's like they've talked to no one at USC about the trenches. They've talked there's no quote there about the trenches. There's nothing. There's nothing at all. It's just they're there's like a uh a dartboard, and they're just throwing it over there, whatever it hits. so well, that's what that team needs to work on. Hey, i got to see who the next star is at right. wide receiver. Well,
1: let's say that we gave you a feathered pen and a piece of paper. What's the spring storyline to watch for for the Sooners next year?
0: The spring storyline to watch
1: for right, the Sooners. I already named the starting quarterback, by the way, in case you forgot. Dang it.
0: That was – Going to be twenty articles for most riders. Got to be to see
1: if the new kicker is going to kick a burrito, right?
0: Who the holder is?
1: I don't. You know the real story
0: about the football team isn't really anything that anyone wants to read. I, I guess people. Fundamentals. Yeah, people want a name as to who's going to be the top wide receiver, and that's the biggest thing. Oh, that's Marvin Mims. It's not the biggest thing. It's like. Number 100 on a list of 500 things. Wide receiver is like, as far as like taking this team to where we want to go win a championship, it's almost immaterial, right? Everything has to do with building the culture, building the all of the things that like the lost parts of a football game that we were not very good at under Lincoln Riley. Details penalties, situational football, like toughness on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Like We had times during his tenure when our offensive line was, was totally legit. And it slowly fell apart. That, that all has to come back, and it doesn't come back by just highlighting one guy and saying who's going to win the position battle. It, it's a culture thing, man. That's the biggest thing driving this team forward. And that's the biggest battle that Brent Venables is going to have to have to try and build is going from easy players, coach, relaxed atmosphere to like detail driven, uh, physically punishing practices.
1: It's night and day difference, demanding. Man. I mean, like,
0: that is hard to do. You'll have moments where. You feel like you've got a breakthrough, and then you'll have moments where an entire team feels sorry for themselves, and they're just waiting. They're waiting on you to throw them a bone. They're waiting on you to say, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's that's good enough. We'll be able to get by oh, with that. It ain't ever
1: good enough. Uh, right. It ain't ever good enough.
0: So there's that battle is going to take place, and I... Right now there's a there's a lot of Kumbaya stuff going on, right? You're trying to build relationships with these players. Venables is trying to to learn the one hundred players that are on that roster and there's some sweet talking that has to has to go down, right? You have to re-recruit these guys. When the football starts, that's whenever the honeymoon phase as far as like we're we're pals is gonna be over. Now now I'm not trying to say that like Coach Venables isn't going to continue to learn his players and and be that resource for him. I think you can do both. There's no doubt. But I foresee a like a hard line edge coming into this spring ball.
1: Text line OU has an unproven group of five quarterback. The competition is way better than any Gabriel has seen. Big learning curve. He's unproven. His, his numbers tell me that well, he's he's proven as a player.
0: Unproven as far as power five. Like, can he do it against some of the better defenses? And the Big 12 has some good defenses. That's true, but, again, I also think got that a
1: better supporting cast.
0: He does. For me, that that still falls way down the list.
1: He'll be fine. Like, when I'm factoring in what's going to happen next year, I'm definitely factoring in that Dylan Gabriel is, is – he'll he'll be a net positive in this thing.
0: Yeah, and here's the thing, like we can't we're not going to be able to go win a championship without outstanding quarterback play, right? There's we know that. And that's always going to be you know a a story that's right there at the front, but all the other stuff to me is what's really the most important right now.
1: By the way, Tom Osborne took him 21 years before he won his first title at Nebraska.
0: Yeah. It took <laughs> Switzer two or three? Two? two. Three?
1: Um, yeah, two. It took Mac what, 98 was Max' first year? So it took him seven years? That even seems like an eternity. Yeah.
0: All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. Final hour rolls on.
1: Brown, he covers Texas for right. 24-7 sports, and I guess he wrote an article today saying that, well, there's a thought out there that OU and Texas actually, their first year in the SEC, won't be 2023, it's going to be 2024, because OU's going to have a tough time paying the $80 million buyout fee. I uh, I still think OU's, this is OU's last year in the Big 12, you seem to think that way as well. Some other like details, though, to that story, there's a thought that BYU enters into the Big 12 in 23, and then all of the other teams as well. Cincinnati is here, Houston is here, UCF is here. There, there's a thought, of, as of right now, that 2023, the Big 12 is actually going to have 14 teams. Right. And I just, I can't believe for a second that OU and Texas are going to play in a 14-team Big 12 conference for one season and then bail. Yep. That's really hard for me to believe.
0: Uh, I totally agree. Um, it doesn't seem doesn't seem that reasonable. I don't know. How would you even – how are you even going to split revenue I, I, for that year? I,
1: I don't know. Just for one year only? That's no, why no it crew.
0: makes way more sense for OU to rip the Band-Aid off. And – I'm not suggesting that they that they just neglect their current contract, but, you know, they're leaving. The Big 12's got their replacement teams. Right? I don't know how interested I would necessarily be in paying that 80 million bucks. It's like, we're going to go play in the SEC. We'll let this play out in court to see how... See, how much we actually owe, you know what I'm saying? And like maybe it's something that you can stretch and pay off over however many years or
1: challenge their authority. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> a little bit, Bob Bowlesby. It's like eh, yeah. yeah pay no. it back later. We'll finance. We're those actually
0: going to go ahead and go play in the SEC. We'll we'll let you know about. What that we've seen
1: uh, nowadays in collegiate sports, if you just kind of decide that you're going to do whatever the heck you want to do. There's not as much enforcement as uh, one was led to believe all these years.
0: What is the I, if you stop, you're no longer playing the Big Twelve, and you just go play the SEC? I what? I, I is the SEC going to say, "Oh man, no, you can't play in this conference until you pay eighty million dollars to the Big 12? I don't know. I'm I'm interested. I'm I, trying to remember what there was a team out there that just said. No, they're not paying. I'm trying to remember who it was. and what It was someone in the – was it Conference USA? I don't remember. It was last summer whenever all that stuff was going on. I, one of the conferences trying to hold them to it, and they're just like, no, we're not paying it. I, yeah,
1: I, I understand that they want their $80 million, whatever. he's not going to do that, by the way. Yeah, I, I understand they want their $80 million. But if I was another member of the Big 12, at this point, I would just want them out. Play your last season the Big 12 this year and – I mean, there's no real need. No one wants to have a one year, 14 team league. Who yeah, does that do. do? Who does that do any good? Of no course one. they
0: do. Because the only two teams
1: that make them any money are OU and Texas. Yeah, well.
0: Of course they want <laughs> them to start, hang around. Start
1: their new league and, and get on with it already. Now, 2023 will be OU's first year in the SEC and Texas. I feel good about it. The fan base, though. I feel like we, we all came to a little bit of agreement like, okay, yeah, new coaching staff, all this. We're cool with playing one more year in the Big 12. I feel like everyone's like, yeah, 2022 in the Big 12, then we'll ride off in the sunset. I don't think that there's going to be that same reaction for two years in the Big 12. No? No. I think, I think most people are like, all right, one more year in the Big 12, then we'll go try our luck in the SEC. I don't feel like very many people are down for two more years.
0: Uh let's
1: let's get into that league as you know, as quick as possible.
0: I think there's I think there's some truth to that. But I'll also say that let's say this season we have what ends up being a really really good football team. We make the playoff and we are you know right there in a dogfight with a young team, and we we just barely come up short in the semifinal, okay, against the eventual champion.
1: Bama. OU plays Bama, Bama close in the semifinal.
0: And we've got a, a bunch of our guys coming back. We feel great about it. Like, all right, we made some big steps this year. Next year, it's already different around here. Next year, we're winning championship. <laughs> Don't you think OU fans would be like, yeah, let's – Let's hang out one more year in the Big 12, see if we can dodge any SEC bullets in the regular season.
1: No, no I don't think so at all. No. Go ahead and roll into the SEC. Which, by the way, uh, moral victories really do not exist with this program. Right. But the scenario that you just laid out, there would be a very moral victory type of feeling well, coming out of a semifinal game against Bama where you finally are like really competitive and go toe-to-toe with someone.
0: Well... Yeah, as we view it today, but as we view it the day after that semifinal that we stood toe-to-toe with Bama, it's going to be focused on the mistakes and what happened in that game to where we didn't win it. We're right there. We had them beat. Same old Oklahoma. Mm. Nothing's changed.
1: Question. Call me stupid. Did hair plugs have a buyout as OU head coach? Curious.
0: Yeah. I don't know what it was, but. Southern Cal would have had to have paid some type of buyout in his contract, right? He just re-upped it right before the season.
1: Well, I heard that he verbally agreed to a new one the week before that he left, or the week that he left. So, yeah, I know that that wasn't official, but yes, he would have. Your question. He would have
0: had to have paid something, or USC would have had to have paid something. I don't know. I don't know what it what it would have been. And I'm, did someone
1: write that? Have we seen that number? I have not seen that number. No, I have not. Uh, don't think Spencer Rattler was the problem. He had an offensive line who laid down and let him run for his life most games.
0: No, I don't think Rattler was the problem. I, I frankly, I I thought Rattler was a much better passer of the football than Caleb Williams. Um, he wasn't nearly as good of a runner, but... You know, Caleb Williams' ability to run ended up trumping the ability to throw because the offensive line had the struggles that they did, and we had struggles running the football. So it was always easier to pick up a first down scrambling than it was throwing.
1: With the departure of Muleshoe and how far he set the OU program back, is there any thought of going independent or D2? There's always been an intrigue to get in the same conference as UCO, from what I understand. Have you heard the same things?
0: Uh yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. What, what is that suggesting that? I don't know.
1: Forget hair plug buyout. Oh, you should have demanded a home and home. That would have given uh USC its first home sellout in a long time. Yeah. But no, it, it like the question that you asked. If OU were to play Bama really close in a semifinal, you're right there, and Bama goes on to win the national championship. Would OU fans won another year in the Big 12? I really don't think so. I think that you want to go into the SEC and immediately ready to put your best foot forward. You don't want to get them the satisfaction of having a subpar team going 7-5 and five and them saying, See? told you it's a little bit different here in the south, you know all that crap. Ugh. I think you want to feel like you have your best team in a while when you roll into that league. And I I, I agree, agree with,
0: that. with that. But I also know that we've had this conversation before. And I was shocked at the amount of people that said they'd rather play 10 nobodies, be undefeated and have a have a chance to to go win a championship then they would play a really brutal schedule and you know have great games but risk losing the opportunity to win a championship because of the, the competition. I was shocked by how many people said that. Now, I don't know like, what percentage that is, but I do believe that for Oklahoma to end up playing championship-level football, I kind of think the SEC is going to pull it out of them. Yeah, they. And will. I, I don't know. They'll
1: pull out the best version of them for sure. And
0: I, and I don't know that we'll get there in the Big Twelve. I could be could be wrong about that.
1: I don't think. Uh, no, I, I, mean, I there's don't. a
0: reason there hadn't been a Big Twelve cha- uh, Big Twelve team win a championship since 2005,
1: mm-hmm. and no one's even been in the game in over a decade now. That's right. I looked that up. Twelve real years. Quick. Yep.
0: Twelve years. This will be thirteen. That's right. All right, quick timeout, more from the Rush coming up. Got any more? <laughs> couple- Got any
1: more stat? You're just rattling off stats over there today. couple
0: of segments left. Stay tuned.
1: Riverwind Casino and Hotel, bringing you the final hour of The Rush. We are in studio today, Brown O'Haver's studio, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. I want to roll through some more responses on our Twitter question today. The Ref, follow us there. It's been nearly three months since Britt Venables was hired at OU. What's one thing that's happened outside of the actual hire of Venables where you've said, yeah, the program is in better shape? Kerry says, this is an interesting one, the fans have been rejuvenated. We were getting stagnant, and he injected the magic back in our veins. That definitely seems like that was the case. It, rejuvenated is the perfect word for what it did to this fan base.
0: It was a... The Lincoln-Riley situation that happened at the end of November uh, woke up the beast, Right? And so many people that were fringe, maybe not even, like people I wouldn't even consider fans, were locked in for the drama, right? The, well, what's going to happen? Who are they going to hire? Why'd he leave? Uh, what's really going on up there? And like All of the drama brought in a bunch of new people, right? I always say this. You know, it's big in sports if my wife is following it. And my wife was following big time. So that tells me that everyone was locked in on this. And there was that roller coaster, that daily news dump of like, what's happened? What have we heard? Here's what's going on. Never and seen anything like
1: that. Yeah. And it brought here.
0: so many people in. Now, that lasted through the bowl game through the second signing period, and now it's started to taper off some. And that's totally reasonable. But we still have a way more engaged fan base, you know, for end of February, early March than we have in a long time. But everything is going to ramp back up, in my opinion, to a fever pitch before the season starts.
1: I I wonder if we're going to feel and hear that impact During home game. Now, with the move to the SEC, it's going to be more of a lively crowd. But I'm talking about this year. The home schedule is is not great. And I understand OU fans in the past when we've said, oh, it hasn't been great environments. Well, it's hard to have a great environment when you're playing the same crap teams every single year from the Big 12. I wonder if this year's home schedule, though it's not very good, Mm -hmm. is going to be more of a lively atmosphere it's been in the past if it kind of replicates all that enthusiasm that we've seen on social media. I think that there's a real chance that that is the case this year.
0: Now, don't undersell that – Kent State game, okay, like that's a new mm-hmm. opponent we haven't brought through in a while. True, Everyone's
1: going to be excited about Hopefully that. Hopefully, we can develop a rivalry there.
0: I I think you are dead on, balls accurate. Uh, whenever you say that, it's even though there's not a big big name opponent coming in, I think you're going to see a uh, a way more in tune, in touch team. That (laughs) wants to see this team and Venable's do really well, if for no other reason to shove it in Lincoln Riley's face in the national media. And it's
1: definitely a us against the rest of the country mentality right now. And
0: every national rider that picks Wake Forest ahead of us in the top twenty-five or Houston or whoever else it may be. Um, pick Baylor and Oklahoma state ahead of us for the big 12 this year. Yeah. For all of that, everyone's definitely going to be locked back in.
1: I listened to Oklahoma sports radio. Some after moving to Colorado a few years ago, I listen to y'all day er day. Now definitely more engaged than I was for a few years.
0: That's right. That's right. Listening up in Colorado, which is great.
1: Why can't OU win championships in the Big 12, but Clemson can win championships in the ACC? The ACC has been a worse conference than the Big 12. I've been saying that the past two days. If you can do it at Clemson, I believe, and history proves it to be true, everything that BV accomplished at Clemson, he can accomplish it, OU.
0: Yes, and I guess I'm not saying you can't do it, but... But what? I believe, and this is a theory.
1: Hater alert.
0: No, I think that whenever you are a... a, The Big 12 has lulled Oklahoma football into agreeing that we are a second-class citizen. And... I think we play that way in some of those games. Like a second class citizen. Like we're from the Big Twelve. We're not we don't play big boy football like the SEC. We're a second class citizen. You know, we're just lucky to be here. And I think we've adopted that mentality. Now, I believe when we go to the SEC that Oklahoma football is going to regain its teeth. That's what I think. I think the highest level and dominating at the highest level, or, you know, and you may have to prove it to yourself early on, but that swagger, that like oh, running through the Big 12 does not mean the same thing as it used to. You used to run through the Big 12 and you showed up on the national stage with your chest out saying no one messes with us. We run through the Big 12 now and it doesn't mean anything to our team whenever they go play on the national stage. That's why I think it's uh, it's meaningful for us. Clemson is different. Clemson has never had that, right? Clemson has never... Never been a titan of college football, and their conferences now made them a second class citizen. They've always been a second class citizen, right? So, I don't think that they had to go through that same, like, whatever, like that mentality, that that situation that Oklahoma has had to go through. And here's the other thing they also don't get docked, even though I agree the ACC sucks. They don't get docked like Oklahoma gets docked for being in the Big 12. Yeah,
1: not close. Um, I don't know why. I guess that's mostly because of Clemson. Clemson's won titles recently. That's it. But the rest right. of the conference is not any good at all. Virginia Tech's really down. Miami's really down. Florida State's got awful. But, yeah, so you I, will get its teeth back in the SEC, hopefully. I don't think they will. Like Best case scenario, though, is you come right out of the shoot First SEC game. They give you a tough opponent a Georgia, an Alabama, someone like that, and you go and beat them and start SEC play, your first ever SEC game yep. against a win over Georgia. Like that, that's how you That's how you get your teeth back, is winning one of those games to, to lead it off.
0: Oh, well, Georgia didn't care about
1: that conference game. Ah, probably. 12-team playoff now. They knew they didn't have to win that
0: one. They knew they didn't have to win it. They're going to be in from the east. It wasn't that big of a game for them. They didn't want to show anything that early in the season. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. One more opportunity to hit us on the Air Comfort Solutions text line 651-3439.
1: All right, final segment of the day. Let's hit the Air cover Solutions text line before we get out of here. It is the rush on the ref, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Bottom line is you play up or down to your competition. OU has dominated the Big 12 for so long, they've started playing down to the competition. That's
0: right. That's my point. The SEC
1: will either bring out the best, or we can be – or it can break us for a while. Get
0: your nose stuffed in it. There's no doubt that that is –
1: It's going to happen to Texas.
0: I I think that we're past that point, though. Like, we are – like we've played down to our opponent for several years now. There's no doubt about that. But I refuse to believe that Oklahoma is going to go to the SEC and be a Missouri. I'm
1: sorry. No, you can't won't. convince me of no that. Way. Big 12 has become mediocre when Nebraska, Missouri, <laughs> A&M, and Colorado left and added a fair West Virginia and Mountain West TCU. It lowered the standard and tried to act like it was not true with playing everyone's stuff right that's from stats which whenever that
0: happened I mean I don't know whenever when all the talks for that started I was checked out at the time but you're coming right off the back of both Oklahoma and Texas playing in back-to-back national championship games and you're probably feeling like that's going to be the case all along like we're not we're not going to fall off from that we're still going to be that strong and then Man, did that ever change.
1: Do we know the spring practice schedule yet? Uh, They start March 22nd. That was announced today.
0: It usually goes to where you do like three practices during the week and sometimes a scrimmage on the weekend. And I think you get, what, 15 or 18 total practices? Someone needs
1: to sneak into a practice and write about it just to see how this new regime treats it. Or responds, you know?
0: Oh, you Daily, we're looking at you.
1: See what we can get away with early on. That's Fil- how you do it. Yep.
0: Filming from the, uh, the second floor across the uh, street. That's it for us. We appreciate you guys once again pushing the show forward on the text line and on the phone lines. Keep it up. Thank you to Pacifico. Go have a cold one.